0: Yes, I have a cold. Um, The answer is yes, uh, I am feeling better. Um, A friend this morning asked me, well, how are you doing, Ron? How are you feeling? And I said, well, how do I look? (laughs) And they said, nobody could feel that bad. (laughs) But I do feel okay. Wow. Oh, this is a great season. This is a great season, and... You know, there are just so many great things that God wants to do in, in your life, in our church, as we celebrate the birth of his son. Do you think God is excited that we would celebrate the birth of his son? And I hope that you'll just catch that today. In fact, today we want to talk about the Christmas spirit. Now, it's a good possibility that in the next few weeks somebody's going to ask you a question like that. Like, well, are you into Christmas spirit yet? Maybe someone's already asked you. And and by that, they probably mean something like, well, are you excited about the days off? Oh, we are, aren't we? Are you excited about all the beautiful decorations? Yeah, are we excited about the parties that you might go to, being with family, being with friends? Are you excited about the gifts, the presents? And yeah, we can be excited about those things, but unfortunately, that's not the true Christmas spirit and i i just prayed today that we would just really understand what the true christmas spirit is and and man we would catch it we would have it that would be us on the first christmas god sent an angel to announce to a teenage girl and her carpenter fiance that she was going to have a baby and she said no i'm not that's impossible i i haven't been with a man she couldn't believe The angel saying that why she knew she was a virgin but what made her change what made her change in just the next few seconds and she came to believe that that was true well I don't know all that happened but I have an opinion I think that the angel to convince her I think the angel reminded her of a promise that God made 700 years before that to the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet was this. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's our theme this Christmas. God with us. Friend, God is with us the virgin shall conceive i I believe that's what convinced mary god's word and you know all children are unique i mean there's not a one that are identical even identical twins are not truly identical everyone has their own personality individuality we're all different but all babies come are conceived by a man and a woman, by the sperm of a man, the seed of a woman. Not this baby. This baby was different. This baby's one of kind. This baby's the Emmanuel. This is the Messiah that God had promised. And man, I do understand why there are a lot of people who just really try to, they just can't, they, they just really find it hard to believe the virgin birth why simple no one else has ever been born that way somebody told you they were you'd think they were crazy i think god did this virgin birth to prove to you to me that jesus is the only begotten son of god he's the only mediator between god and man the only one that can represent god and man because he is the god man I believe Jesus, God did that to say that Jesus truly is the only way to the Father. Just as Jesus announced, God did that to prove to us that Jesus is the only Savior. He's one of a kind. Emmanuel, God with us, the Son of God put on a body of a baby to come and live among us and then die for us. I mean, can you, can you believe that Jesus was willing to do that knowing all that would happen to him? but there's more. And today we turn to Philippians chapter 2, and we'll start at verse 6. This is one of the most beautiful, amazing, insightful passages about who Jesus Christ really is. And it says in verse, Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, that though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to, something to hold on to something to refuse to give up he he was he didn't refuse to give up some of his rights as god verse seven instead he gave up his divine privileges and then he took the position of a humble slave he was born as a human being the one who made everything in heaven and on earth became nothing on earth but the son of a peasant couple. The creator became a created being. The sovereign ruler of the universe became a slave. Why? To rescue us. To rescue us from our sin. It goes on in verse 7. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God. And then what? Then he died a criminal's death crucifixion friend the romans designed crucifixion as an execution for the worst criminals but it but it wasn't like our humane executions do it as quick and painlessly as possible no it was a public execution it featured excruciating torture that would last for hours and then their naked bodies were left hanging on the cross sometimes for days sometimes for weeks is a warning to anyone who might think of breaking the Roman law. And friend, Jesus suffered that excruciating pain and horrible humiliation for you and me, and he he knew it would happen before he came. He exchanged his crown in heaven for a crown of thorns. He entered the womb of a virgin. 33 years later, he entered the tomb. But that tomb couldn't hold him. We know that, huh? That tomb could not hold him. Your tomb's going to hold you. That tomb could not hold him. He's Emmanuel. He is God with us. Three days later, God raised him from the dead. Friend, here's the point. Jesus put our need for a Savior above his rights as the Son of God. Jesus put our need ahead of his own. As a result, verse 9 says, because of what Jesus did, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names. There's no one that compares to him. And one day, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and earth and under the earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The one who descended to earth and ascended to heaven. Why? Because he couldn't wait to get rid or to leave this terrible place? No, he ascended to prepare a place for his followers. And he now sits on the throne of heaven for which he'll rule forever and ever. And as Revelation 11 tells us, that one day all the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, the Messiah, the Emmanuel, God with us. That's who's with us. He's still with us. Those were his rights but he gave them up. On that first Christmas 2,000 years ago, God, Jesus gave up all those rights as God for you. He gave up all his rights to sit on the throne of heaven to be born in the donkey's trough. He gave up all his rights as God, honored by the hosts of heaven to become rejected and crucified by sinful people. Giving up rights. You know, we live in a world that says if you give up your rights, if you don't demand your rights, you're a weakling. You're a doormat. Now, I believe in rights. I believe in, certainly believe deeply in human rights, treating people as everyone created in the image of God and deserving of dignity and love and justice and consideration. But, friend, the main reason that we people have so many conflicts, why this world has so many wars, why there's so much hostility and hatred and anger and a lack of peace, the reason is. Because unlike Jesus, we don't want to give up our rights for somebody else. Why do Christians, have you ever heard of Christians having conflicts? Have you ever heard of a church that split? We're Christ followers. Why do we have trouble getting along with each other? Well, we have our rights. Our rights to our opinion and our preferences and so forth. Why do marriages fall apart? Well, they do because one or both of them want their rights instead of fulfilling their responsibilities. And friend, if you <laughs> if you want joy in your in your relationships, if you want Jesus in your in all your relationships, if you want to have a joyful marriage, a happy family, good relationships, there'll be times when. If you're going to be like Jesus, you should give up your rights and focus on your responsibilities. Because that's what Jesus did. And and I just ask you again, put yourself in Jesus' place on the throne and the Father asked him to go to be the sacrifice. Would you give up your rights in heaven to be respected, protected, to live? Would you give up your right to live? No, we wouldn't. I don't think I would. Christ did. How amazing (laughs) that Jesus would step off the throne in heaven and be willing to come to earth to die the most shameful, painful, humiliating death one could experience. Also, you and I could be forgiven so that we could be the children of God. Verse 11 says that today you and I We have that choice, all right? We can choose to acknowledge Jesus as Lord today because one day everybody will. It'll be too late to change your eternal destiny. One day every person ever created, they'll see the risen Christ in all his glory, the sovereign ruler of the universe. and They will bow and confess him as Lord. That is what we celebrate, the birth of Emmanuel, God with us. So let's get back to our question. What's a true Christmas spirit? Let's go back to verse 5, because that's where Paul tells us. Before he gives us this great, great uh, explanation of who Jesus Christ is and where he is now as King of kings and Lord of lords, He begins with this in verse 5. Because of Christ, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. That's the Christian spirit. Having the attitude of Christ. Having the attitude of Christ. Having the spirit of Christ. Having the attitude, having the actions that Christ had that made him willing to come to earth That first Christmas. So in Philippians chapter 2, Paul, who founded the church in Philippi, he loves these people. He's asking the Philippians, and he's also asking us, do we have the Christmas spirit? Do we have the same attitude and spirit and actions as Jesus? You see, because Christmas, it's all about Jesus. If there were no Christ, there would be no Christmas. Christmas is all about Christ. But Christ didn't make it all about him. He made it all about others. He came for others. The whole world. Christmas was not for himself. It was for others. And for Jesus' followers, Christmas should not be all about us. Not be all about our activities and our plans and our presents and our parties and our pleasure it, it, it shouldn't even be all about our family although family it's a wonderful thing to celebrate at christmas time but that's not what makes it christmas that's not what it's all about it's not all about us what is the true christmas spirit it's having a spirit and an attitude and actions like christ it's a, it's having a christmas christmas not just for ourselves who know jesus but for those who don't. This is, this is our great opportunity. You know, there's no other Christian holiday that the world celebrates, but the whole world celebrates Christmas. It's our opportunity. It's our privilege. It's such a wonderful celebration for us, and we can't keep it to ourselves. A true Christmas spirit for us is, is, is not just for our church we have a lot of things that you're going to really enjoy and really be blessed by this christmas what what a shame if it was just for us it's not just for our church it's for our community it's for people that you care about and work with and live beside and it's my prayer and elders and government we've been this is what we pray tuesday night that this christmas let's be a church that really cares about carrying out Jesus' last command to, for us to make disciples of others, to help them come into a personal relationship with Christ, with the Christ, God with us. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be. Living things reproduce. It's one of the uh, essentials of a living being. You remember that from biology class. What do living things do? They reproduce living churches reproduce they help others be born again into the family of god again this tuesday night elders and governor board we were praying we want to be the church that jesus wants us to be we we want to win others to christ we we want to grow as a church as, as a sign of life that we're helping people that we're impacting our community do you want your church to grow I, I would think that all of you do, or at least 99.9% of your church, our church. We, we would want to grow. We'd want to see new people come into the family of God. We'd want to rejoice in that, that. They've received the gift that we have. In our governing board meeting Tuesday night, we talked and prayed about our church doubling. Doubling? <laughs> I mean, whoa, uh, you know, that's just a little too ambitious, isn't it? That sounds impossible but what would it take for that to happen pretty simple if all of us brought someone to church to the Lord this Christmas we'd double (laughs) and see the point is not the number of doubling the point is will we all be involved will we all as followers of jesus christ want this christmas to be a time when when we help others that we really care about come to know jesus christ what would it take what it, what would it take for that to happen let me just four things just suggest four things four action steps okay See, great things don't happen unless you, you take a step. It's one of our core values around here. We take a next step. Great things happen then. Four steps. Number one, let's pray. Let's pray that we'll have the true Christmas spirit. You see, because, I mean, we, this is a busy time of year. This is a wonderful time of year. We've got a lot to do. We have a lot of events to, to, to participate in. We've got a lot of family and friends that we want to be with. I mean, we've got, a lot, we've got a lot to do, okay? You know, we can do all those things without having a Christmas spirit. What is a true Christmas spirit? It's having the spirit of Christ. Let's pray. God, give me the spirit Jesus had the first Christmas. Cause that's what it's all about number two let's be filled let's be filled with the holy spirit the the bible tells us to pray to be filled and, and again the the tense of that verb it's present continuous action it's to pray to be being filled all the time you know just like a spring it doesn't stop you know for the pool below to continue to be full the spring has to keep flowing or the pool below fall or uh, empties Uh, that's what being filled with the Holy Spirit is. we pray that every day we that's our desire every day let's pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ so we really can have the Christmas spirit it's about him number three Let's believe. Let's believe Jesus, the promise that Jesus made to his followers. He he rose from the dead. He spent 40 days there proving to them that he was alive, all right? And then the day came for him to to ascend back to the Father, back to heaven to prepare a place for us. And on that day, he gave his followers a promise. He gave you and me a promise. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses not you might be you will be well that but that's not my spiritual gift to be a witness that's not one of the spiritual gifts that's that's one of the privileges of being a follower of jesus christ for all You'll receive power. You're you're going to be my witnesses. The world is going to see. The world is going to hear. The world is going to know that you're different, that there's a joy of the Lord in your life. That's what it's about. Let's believe that. A lot of Christians think, oh, I could never help somebody come to know Jesus Christ. Friend, that's a lie of, of, of the enemy of our soul. That's totally contrary to what Jesus promised to each one of us. You're different, you're quiet, you're shy, whatever you might be, all right? But you're going to be a witness. God is going to use you, your talent, your skill, the place where you are, the people that are in your sphere of influence. You're going to be a witness. And people are going to come to Christ. When you're filled with your Holy Spirit, when you have that desire, when you have the true Christmas spirit, let's believe that. Let's believe that and live it. And fourth, let's invite. Let's invite others. You know, uh, Pastor Mike did a great job talking to you about uh, some of the activities. That's not all of them. Uh, Go online. You can see all of our activities and so forth. But let's invite others. We're not, we don't want to do these things for ourselves. Just for ourselves. We want to do it for our community. We want to do it for people who need a Savior. For people who are harassed and helpless and hurting. We want to do it for others. We have uh, tomorrow, or excuse me, this Saturday. It's going to be a great event. Ladies, you've invited people that you know. There'll be about 350 ladies here. About half of them are guests. Many of them don't have a personal relationship with Christ. That's what it's all about. They're going to hear. They're going to see. They're going to feel. They're going to experience. And, uh, we have a Christmas bonfire, okay? Well, that doesn't sound very spiritual, you know, having a bonfire, you know. Hay Hayrides, s'mores, what's that got to do with Jesus? Well, that's got to do with us being Christians who care about others. And, man, this, that, that is a great event for you to invite um, unchurched people to. They're, they're going to enjoy it. We're gonna preach at them or anything. We're just gonna feed them a barbecue and s'mores and all kinds of stuff. The kids are gonna love it. Bonfire, who you gonna invite? Who you gonna bring with you? Who you gonna bring with you that doesn't know about Jesus? Christmas Eve. <coughs> uh, a lot of people, if you invite them to church, they wouldn't come. But if you invite them for Christmas Eve, they would. It's the most attended service of the year in, uh, across America. And there would be people who would do that. Don't come just for yourself. You'll enjoy it. You'll, you'll experience the presence of God. But you know what? If you brought somebody else, it would be so much more meaningful to you see that's the real christmas spirit not the presents not the parties it is helping others come to know jesus and why he came to earth and that all their sins could be forgiven that's what it's all about jesus came to rescue jesus came to rescue people us you me the world from sin and it's a amazing thing. Have you ever been involved in a rescue? Did you ever get were you ever involved in a rescue that saved someone's life? I read recently about these two fishermen in Long Island. Their names were uh, John Aldridge and Anthony Sozinski, Commercial fishermen. Last year 2017 they set out one day from Montauk Long Island. As they headed out to sea uh, they were gonna go about 40 miles offshore uh, Anthony was sleeping below the deck and John had started to get all their gear ready. And John was pulling on the handle of uh, part of their equipment, but you know the salt air and stuff had made it stick and even corrode and, and he was really having trouble. And he pulled with all of his might and when he did it snapped. It just sent him sprawling across the, across the boat and overboard. The boat was on autopilot so of course it just kept going and as John resurfaced from under the water he's he's screaming for help but he, he knew that uh, Anthony was still asleep. He knew that uh, Anthony could never hear him even if he was awake. And John is in the water watching the boat get further and further and then finally up over a crest and it was gone and there he was alone in the dark treading water in the middle of the Atlantic without a life vest, thinking he was going to die. John tried to stop thinking about a certain death to how can I stay afloat and so he got an idea. He was wearing those big rubber boots and he took one off and turned it upside down and then thrust it down in the water and it created an air pocket and what do air pockets do? They float. And he did that with the other boot. And he put him under his arms. And that's how he stayed afloat for the next several hours. John thought about his family. He thought he'd never see again. Nobody knew he was lost at sea. Nobody, not even his fishing partner. Nobody except two sharks that were nearby, but fortunately they didn't seem to care and he was not attacked. Four hours later, Anthony woke up, looked for John, found out he was gone, called the Coast Guard. They said, well, we'll search. But the commander admitted that he didn't have much hope of finding John in so much open water. Well, Meanwhile, on the boat, Anthony found the broken handle. He saw what had happened. He, he knew what John was doing when he went overboard, and so he was able to think, okay, now he was able to calculate uh, the approximate depth that maybe uh, they were at when John went overboard. John survived the night, but when daylight came, there was no sign of help. But after a few hours, he spotted a fishing buoy and he grabbed it and he hung onto it for dear life. And then an hour later, a Coast Guard helicopter flew overhead and spotted John waving and splashing and they pulled him to safety. The Coast Guard diver said to John, we've been looking for you for nine hours. John said, well, I've been looking for you for 12. (laughs) What if John's partner, Anthony, hadn't taken the time to try to calculate the area where John could have gone overboard and give them some help in such a vast area? What, What if the Coast Guard commander had said, you know, we're not going to find him. I'm, I'm sorry, we just, we don't know. We're too busy to search and with some, for someone so li- with so little chance of surviving. What if they'd done that? No. John was rescued because they all got involved. They all did their part in searching and saving. That's what God asks his church to be. All involved in searching. Searching for people who need rescue. All involved. So that we tell them, so that we invite them to come to know Jesus Christ. Because he can forgive them. He can save them. He can rescue them. Friend, let's invite. This is our season. Let's invite. you have a one of these was in your bulletin, okay. I have one because this is the only one I found in the aisle that slipped out of one, one bulletin, which is pretty good, okay. But we want them to be small so that you can carry them in your pocket or purse or something like that. And friend, this is not for you. This is not information for you because you know the information. What's this for? This is to give to somebody. Now, what do we say the steps are? Let's pray. Pray. Pray, God, just help me do my part in carrying out the mission we have. And you said I'd be a witness, and I don't see how, but I'm going to pray because that's what I want to be. Let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. God, fill me with the Holy Spirit because you'll direct me to a person you'll help me say the right thing. Let's believe that God's going to use us. He said he would. You will be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And be like Peter's brother, Andrew, (laughs) who invited Peter to come to Jesus, and that's how he found him. Let's invite. Let's invite. See, that's, that's the real Christmas spirit. Being like Jesus, doing the things, having the attitude, having the spirit, doing the things that Jesus did. When Christmas was not about him, it was for others. It was for others. And I want you to imagine 100 years from today. 100 years from today, where are you? Well, you're in heaven if you're following Jesus because that's where he's leading his followers. So 100 years from now, you're in heaven if you're following Jesus. Where are you? You're following Jesus, okay? Now, what's going to be important to them? In that 100 years from today, what's going to be important when you're in heaven? What you got for Christmas in 2018? Who you saw, what parties you attended? Those beautiful decorations that you put outside your home for your neighbors to see? What's going to be important a hundred years from today the people that you help come to christ christmas 2018. that's why jesus came that's the spirit of christmas having the spirit having the attitude doing the actions that jesus christ did on that first christmas day let's pray Lord uh Christmas I, uh, Emmanuel God is with us he, he 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 put he put on a physical body 2000 years ago but you said when you were going back to heaven you weren't leaving us alone you were going to fill us with your holy spirit and you are with us all of us, wherever we are as we follow Christ. Thank you, God. God is with us. God is sufficient for every problem, every need, every frustration that you have today. Friend. God is with us. That's his promise. That's his name. That's the reality. God is with you. Let's have a Christmas spirit. Ready. Ready to do everything that Jesus did for us. For the sake of others oh Lord that's what we want our church to be But and our church will be that way when we all want to be that way God help me to be that way not for me not just for me for others God help me and, and friend as we close where will you be 100 years from today a lot of you would say I don't know well, Jesus said, you can know. As many as receive me, God the Father becomes, gives the right to become children of God. And if you follow me, you'll be following me as I open the gates of heaven. And, and friend, if you want to experience that today, if you have questions about that, if you want someone to pray for you, there's always a ministry team up here. And they'll be glad to do that. Because that's what it's about. Father, Help us. Uh, This is just a wonderful season. Awesome season, God. But but we want to have the right focus. We want to have the true Christmas spirit, dear Father, like Jesus had for us. And God, we want you to use us because that will be the greatest Christmas we could ever have. And we thank you for the promise of your presence and your power in our lives every day as we trust in you. Thank you, Lord. We just commit all these uh, outreaches to you, all these celebrations, the ladies' tea and the, the, the bonfire and, and Christmas Eve and yesterday the shop and drop that the, that the ladies had and, and all the other things that I'm forgetting, God. We give them all to you. Let them be all about you, and we praise you that God is with us. Lord, next week as we look at how God is with us in another way, I just pray it would just thrill us that you love us that much, God. You are awesome, and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen, amen.